This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy VO, here in a cover zero with my man, Kevin Avery. Um, apparently, the rest of the fellows are still on their bye week, so we we came in to work early. <laughs> uh, just, just, just joshing, y'all, man. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, some of the fellows got work to do, and, you know, so we, we're just going to hold it down and keep the schedule on and give you guys a heads up on what to expect on Sunday. Um, also, uh, some news around the uh, the Panther organization. Uh, we have some player personnel moves and uh, things of that nature. Um, but we're really going to dig deep into the uh, the four, this 49er game. Um, they are undefeated. You you play the schedule that you're handed. And, you know, it's, it's not their fault that they haven't gone up against a Panthers defense like this yet. So, you know. It is. It is what it is. We will introduce ourselves when we get to oh, uh, oh, the the Bay Area, and uh, we'll see how they handle that type of smoke. Because we we're not playing any games, yo. <laughs> we are not playing games. Um. So, yeah. But um. Up up first, um, we'll talk about um the uh, the player personnel moves. Uh, we we'll let some people go, and uh, we got some um got some new blood um coming with the old fifty three man roster. Um, I know some people were upset that we didn't um, go a little harder for some um, um, some more top top notch wide receivers, things of that nature. Um, I'm sure some of you guys, or most of you guys that are listening listening to this, know about the Atlanta Falcons move um, with the with the Patriots. Um, I don't know why people keep giving Patriots Patriots weapons. That gets my damn nerves. To be honest with you, but anyway. Oh my God, who is Belichick paying off? Don't make no damn sense. How you gonna get Sanu, man? Come on, man. Giving that man weapons. God, it's Tom freaking Brady, people. God. Anyway, but yeah, let's talk about them Panthers. Um, so Kevin, first and foremost, who's who's coming and who's going um in the Panthers 53-man roster? Well, Tim, that's a very good question. Uh, it's definitely been a revolving door in and around uh, Bank of America Stadium uh, <laughs> within the last 24 hours, that's especially uh, coming off the bye week. And uh, players were came back in Monday, kind of do a little bit of outdoor warm-up, as Rivera said, to you know slowly ease themselves back into the process because uh, they've been off since last Wednesday when they had meetings. So, But, yeah, as far as moves been made, as we know, we uh, let go of returner Ray Ray McLeod, who was our mm-hmm. returner. I mean, he had some explosive moments, but he also formed the ball three times yeah. in six games. That's yeah. that's that's yeah. not a good ratio for a returner. And I, uh, you know, I understand. You know, he was you know Clemson alumni and just that and a third. But hey, ball security is is definitely definitely a must. So. You know, yeah, we had to let Ray Ray go, and uh, <laughs> how ironic he was picked up by Hi, the uh, Buffalo Bills shortly thereafter. But uh, well, you know, that's <laughs> that's just how they do. Um, they seem to like our sloppy seconds, yeah. how the case, how you want to look yeah. at it. But yeah. you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, and brought in in his place was uh, another local guy uh, out of Wake Forest, your area, Tim, uh, yeah, if buddy. I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. Uh, Greg Dorch. So you could probably give a little bit more insight, you know, personally what you know. But from what I know, he was on the Jets practice squad. 
Uh, he's someone that went to Wake Forest. Uh, he was an All-American returner at Wake Forest uh, during his final season. Uh, five foot seven, hundred seventy-five pounds. So uh, think of uh, think of Demir Bird two point is kind of how you can look at uh, Greg Dortch here. I think he's someone that you know really caught the eye of Rivera. I really don't have a lot of background on him outside of you know just general knowledge that was put out there about size, weight, where he played, what he's done. I uh, really haven't had a lot of, you know, opportunities from what I'm, from what I looked over. Pretty much, he uh, he was on, like I say, the Jets practice squad. So, with the season that they're having, I, I bet he's, re- bet he's revived to get some <laughs> life in him. Matter of fact, I read earlier today where the minute that the Panthers release uh, Ray Ray McLeod, he contacted his agent about that and asked him, do you think Carolina could want him? And then a few hours later, uh, his agent came back and said, uh, would you like to be a Carolina Panthers? So, you know, for him, this is a homecoming. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm hoping that he can solve the the dilemma that we're having at our return spot. So uh, as far as other people with other transactions, uh, we also had a receiver – DeAndre White, who was on our practice squad, moved up to the 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was someone that had a pretty solid season. Um, when I think about him, I just think of solid hands, good route running, uh, ability on special teams. Now, he I never saw him play with the one, so his production was against second and third string for whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. But as we've seen, you know, a lot of times players don't come out until they start playing with the one, so... Well, we'll see what's going on um, there with him. Uh, also, in another corresponding move, an offensive lineman that we only picked up not even two weeks ago. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but uh, that's how little impact he made. He him, Apparently, him and Masco uh, weren't coming to some sort of understanding, and they just uh, told him he had to go. So uh, <laughs> the lineman that was played with the Bucks and was on the Patriots – practice squad that we picked up we uh we let him go i'll probably uh come back to his name later on so well we've pretty much been tinkering with the depth of this roster tim as you stated a lot of fans when it was mentioned through on social media and s- sports websites that the panthers are in the market for a route receiver you know we were linked to emmanuel sanders out of denver we uh but he ended up uh, getting traded to the San Francisco 49ers today. Mm. Then last I saw while I was at work today, we was linked to possibly wide receiver Robbie Anderson from the New York Jets. Mm. Uh, from those of us that can remember from the 2017, he's the one that caught that beautiful pass over double coverage over Bradbury and Adams, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in the end zone and uh, made that game a lot closer than uh, than we would have liked. So yeah. he's definitely someone that's 6'3", um, 4.3 speed. Mm. He definitely, if there's any truth or anything that could possibly make him come, I, I definitely wouldn't mind. Sure, uh, Wouldn't give up nothing more than a day three pick for him. But if there's mm. a slot open for somebody, so we just have to stay tuned with that. Overall, yeah, those are the... Uh, those are the transactions on the team that took place uh, since the team came back to from their bye week on Monday. Right on, man. Great breakdown. Yeah, um, 
I believe the uh, the offensive lineman was Beninuk. Beninuk. Yeah, he has some name that was hard to pronounce, but yeah, like I said, uh, if you piss off Masco, you're not important enough for us to remember anyway. So yeah, you know, you know, thank you for uh, whatever you contributed, but uh, we'll get with mm-hmm. you. You don't mess with Masco, so we'll get with you, player. Do, 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 do. Good night, sweetheart. What? <laughs> You got to go, cuz. Um, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. The hell up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, but uh, that that young man from from Wake Forest, man, he's a he's he's a speedster, man. He had a he had over a thousand yards receiving his last year at Wake, um, so he he's he's definitely a threat. Um, Rivera was mentioning him in the presser today uh, about he's a how how smooth as a run of a runner he is, and he's very quick. You know, it's just that the undersized element that that's you know is kind of worrisome. But man, you can't teach speed, and he got it. Uh, so that that was a that was that was a that's a great pickup, man. He's he's gonna be motivated, I'm sure. Um, stuff, but yeah, I mean, we we got some we got some more weapons. Um, I get I guess Hogan Hogan's gonna be out longer than people people are thinking, I guess, because uh, because we're kind of panicking about this this receiver situation. What do you think? Well, with Hogan, he was put on the short term IR, so out for eight weeks, so mm. he likely won't be back until, if I'm not mistaken, very end of November, early December, so right around as we're in that playoff push. Mm. And at the moment, you know, with our three main receivers, Moore, Samuel, and Wright, you know, God forbid if something happened to them, well, looks like we just got some inexperienced guys. Um, what's the Brandon Zykstra guy? Mm. Him, uh, you know, primarily brought on for special teams, but yeah, we yeah, it's definitely a uh, definitely room for concern for wide receiver depth beyond our, our initial three at this present point in time. So I think that was one of the reasons why the Panthers were tied into these uh, recent wide receiver uh, trade rumors over the past past couple of days. Uh, you know, I even heard, heard some fans talking about AJ Green from the Bengals. Now, for him, I'd give up a day two pick yeah. immediately. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. with his uh, with his ankle and everything coming back, I'd, he, he'd be worth the risk. But, uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a grade A talent right there when healthy, with, with definitely without a doubt. But, yeah, that's a concern for um, the wide receiver death. So, you know, whatever coaches feel like they've seen in um, white to activate them, hey, I'm all for giving them a chance. They – they see these players in and out. As fans, we can only read on Twitter and blogs, and you know, to kind of get an understanding of these players. But um, these co- these players been studying the playbook, so if if they feel like this player was worthy enough to be brought up to the roster, then hey, you know, until proven differently, we just have to go with the flow. That's true, man. That's true, and I I, I think they are pretty com- They must be pretty comfortable with Dorch. Um, because you know he's going to have to learn that playbook. Because, like you said, if there's an injury in that, that wide receiver room, um, it's, just, it's the next man up mentality, and you know they they must be comfortable with him picking him up on that playbook pretty quickly. Now, granted, going to Wake Forest University is not a it's not an easy task, right? Um, I mean that's that's a that's that's the institution of higher learning that that's that'll test the mind, so to say. So you know he he, he must be quick witted. That's a good thing. I think I think we'll uh, we'll have a 
we'll have our bases covered when we when we step off that plane um, in San Francisco. Speaking of which, obviously, I can't wait to I can't wait for some football, folks. I cannot wait for some football. I'm I'm ready. Everybody's talking about San Francisco like they've like they've beat the Patriots, the Chiefs, and you know Green Bay all in, you know all in three in a row or something. Man, come on now, stop that nonsense. Stop it. We have a potential MVP candidate at running back, the best D line in football, defensive rookie of the year, and a secondary that that will that will mess up your world, folks. Come on, stop playing games. <laughs> stop. <laughs> disrespecting the Panthers like that, bro. Go ahead, man. Hey, Tim, before we jump out there on the 49ers, just to give you an update on practice, because I know fans were, I know they were hitting me up while I was at work today <laughs> as far as what's going on with practice. Uh-huh. Yes, Cam Newton was back on the practice field uh-huh. today, taking part of individual drills. It sure was. Uh, no throwing or anything like that with the mm-hmm. players, but just individual drills. So mm-hmm. it was good to see that, because this is his first time back on the field mm-hmm. uh, since the uh, week two Thursday night loss at uh, uh, to the to Tampa Bay, that was good. Um, also, Trey Turner re- returned to practice. Dante Jackson returned to practice. So the bye week for us came at a, I think at a, at a good time. That was that's gonna allow us to uh, you know lick these wounds and 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 get ready. I, I definitely feel uh, confident that with the uh, this bye. It's going to allow us to uh, get our players healthy and get back right at the right time because uh, we're now finna run the gauntlet. From from me personally, you know, I think our playoff push starts this week at San Francisco, and from every game after that, it's going to be, you know, playoff mode and playoff caliber type approach that I know here the four man rush we're going to take with it, but definitely with the uh, with the team I would suspect as well. Uh, we got the opportunity here. We're sitting at we're sitting at four and two. San Francisco six and zero. Oh. Uh, New Orleans Saints five and one. So yeah, we uh, we got some sled in front of us, but we're healthy. I don't give a damn who's in front of our schedule. We're a problem. You know, everybody wants to be concerned about us facing opponents. Opponents need to be also be just <laughs> equally concerned about facing us. Yeah, better because be when we're healthy with our di- with our dynamic. Playmaking ability on both sides of the ball, not just, I mean, we're just so much more than just, you know, McCaffrey. I know everybody thinking, oh, y'all just got McCaffrey and that's it. Okay. Keep thinking that. I want you to, please, by all means. (laughs) Keep thinking it's just McCaffrey and and, 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 and a few passes all you want to. I I, I take that mentality um, with a grain of salt. So, yeah, that part. And we, we <laughs> Tim, I'll let you brag on the defense if you want to, you know, for the folks that, you know, thinking we're just, you know. Uh... Yeah, let, 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 me tell, <laughs> let me tell you something, folks. First and foremost, Vernon Butler. Yeah. That's, that's, say that name again. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Mm. Say, that, say that name one more time. Mm. Vernon Butler. That, junior. That man, Junior. Excuse me. Vernon Butler, <laughs> Junior. Son of Vernon Butler, Senior. Let me tell you something, folks. He's in that rotation and he cannot be guarded. I'm telling you. I'm telling if if he's playing if he's if he's playing like he was at Tampa, and if matter of fact, he showed his he showed his behind in that um that Texans game too now. Folks, woo, we do we have the best defensive line rotation in football. I'm, I'm sorry. Just I mean, from talent, experience, savvy, 
the whole nine, man, and they and they work well together, man. They really feed off each other. Um, you know, case in point, um, McCoy had a uh, locker room interview today, um, and he was talking about um, how much you know he knew about you know Panther Carolina Panther defense, right? It's a you know it's 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 a it's a cornerstone, right? People in the NFL know about that, and for him to be intermingled with this now and he actually get to get to sense it, man. It's like, you know, he's, he, I can't get a word for word, but basically what he was saying is like, he stepped into what he thought he was getting into. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mentality, right? It's, it's an expectation when you play defense for the Carolina Panthers. Um, and, and I think, I think that resonates through everybody else. Cause when you can bring in somebody of his, of, of his stature and he has respect, for the defense and the coordinate defensive coordinators and the defensive players and things that, but brings out a lot of a lot in the athlete, right? Because you, you're playing with more than just your just your heart. You're playing with your mind, man. It's it's uh, it's, it's a unique situation. And to have Djack back, the the way Cockrell and what's the other nickel corner? Um, oh, you, um, Jamin Elliott. Yeah, Mr. Elliott, right? So Cockrell's playing well. Elliott's playing playing well, and now we're getting Djack back. Why? I mean, folks, man, this this defense is going it's going it's going to pose pose a lot of a lot of problems for uh for for Garoppolo. Don't forget Golden. Exactly, exactly. I mean, <laughs> we um, we can just keep rotating these guys in and out, man, and everybody's on the same page. That communication from from Eric and and Trey is 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 phenomenal. You know, Cockrell mentioned that quite a bit. Luke, Shaq. I mean, it's it's amazing, man. From top to bottom, from the front to the back, it's, everybody's on the same page, and that's that's a very very dangerous defense. I'm, and I mentioned this last podcast. This this this, this defense almost mirrors the 20, uh, 2015 defense. Might might be a little bit better. Actually, we are a little bit better up, up front than that year. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and put that out there. Now we don't have TD, obviously, but Shaq is balling. Shaq is balling. But I'll, I'll let you go ahead and chime in, man. How you how you feel about the defense? Yeah, well, this defense, I, I think it's personally uh, a mix of the 2013 defense and the 2015 defense, to be honest with you. Mm. Uh, you know, because, you know, that defense, we had uh, 60 sacks that year, and we're not half, we haven't even played half our games, and we're almost half of that total. You know, we got 27 sacks in six games. Yes, sir. So, you know, our very own. You know, Larry Larry Reynolds. What up, you know, Larry? Shout out to him. What up to you, bro? Yeah, he uh, he was on on one of our earlier offseason podcasts stating that he believed that we had the talent to get 70 sacks. And currently right now, we're on pace for about 72 to 75 sacks, right. which would be an all-time record. So, yes. hey, man, I'm, I'm all for it. So from the sack, getting to the quarterback aspect of it, definitely – 2013 the 2015 aspect of it is the turnovers mm. you know we were in 2015 the panthers defense for forced 39 turnovers bro i mean just ridiculous amount and if i'm not mistaken we're second in the league in interceptions mm-hmm. right now and uh we're i think we up there with uh fumbles as well so yeah man this uh this this defensive recipe you know, Ron Rivera not only taking over play calling, but, you know, going to these hybrid looks because I am seeing more of a mix of 30 and 40 fronts depending on down distance personnel and situations. 
It's really allowing these players to make impact in various ways. And we've been hearing it for the last, particularly this offseason, position flexibility. We'll, we'll see, we've seen Mario Addison stand up as an outside linebacker. We've seen him with his hand in dirt as a 4-3 DN. And on on third and long, we've seen him on the inside like a, a defensive tackle. So this is the type of, this is Ron, Ron Rivera has finally, as I've said in other episodes, has finally learned to play chess on defense. And he's shown that he's quite adapt to it. This definitely is showing that he, uh, he has what it takes to, now that he got the players, that he has the ability to create matchups that's going to put us in positions to win defensively, and that's all that we can ask for. You're right, man. You're right. Now, I think he's been licking uh, that he, as in Ron Rivera, been licking his chops trying to get the right personnel so he can so he can do his magic. Um, and, and he's been complimenting how, um, how uh, Coach Washington has been coming up with all the stunts and the twists um, that the D line D line uh, personnel have been using lately to to really sc- screw with the heads of those offensive linemen. Man, they they think they're passing off one, and here comes another one right behind them. They they just can't compensate, man. It's it's it's, it's tough, man. Especially with that the type of hand discipline that that um, uh, Irvin and and Burns and McCoy and Ad, I mean, th- their hands are f- fantastic. You guys should check that out if you know what we're talking about. Those, the, the hand techniques are, whew, man, it's, it's a clinic. It's a clinic. Um, so on offense, obviously, you know, McCaffrey's going to be, he's, he's going to be showing his tail. I'm assuming since the Niners are, are such so so good at stopping the run that um, they, they're going to try to mimic, I'm, I, at least I would, I would, I would assume they'll try to mimic what Tampa Bay has been, uh, has been, has been doing to our run game and things of that nature. And then just try to make try to make Allen um, Allen beat him with his arm, um, but they don't under I don't think they really understand what Allen can do with his arm, because he'll he'll slice and dice, man. He'll slice and dice. He he got no he got no problem throwing that ball away. He ain't got no problem dropping it in the basket. Um, so uh, <laughs> it I I think it's going to be really interesting to see that matchup between McCaffrey and whoever got to guard him in space. Um, is it, that's that's gonna be interesting. What, what do you think, man? Yeah, I, I definitely think that what Tampa Bay has done in two games that hasn't been done in the other games that we played. I, I feel like that the 49ers with the talent they have, I think they're definitely gonna try to mimic to uh, have a a loaded box. And what a loaded box means is to have one more defender than we have linemen to block. So let's say we're in 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. Uh, With the tight end, if he's lined up on the line of scrimmage, that's six blockers. But if he's lined up, you know, off the uh, line of scrimmage, that's only five. So that means they're bringing either six or seven uh, defenders into the line of scrimmage and basically feel like they're, They'll win the numbers game because they think that we cannot block any of their uh, people in their front seven or at the line of scrimmage one-on-one. Mm. So, but, you know, John Masco going to have something for that. I'm quite sure, you know, you don't give, you know, this team a week to prepare. For those that don't have them to keep in score, 
Overall, Ron Rivera is five wins, four losses after the bye weeks, but he's on a four-game winning streak since 2015 coming off the bye. So keep that in mind as well. Looking forward to this matchup. Um, I'm pretty sure that he got some relaxation in, but I, I guarantee some extra work, film work and study on his part went in this week to face what is undoubtedly our biggest uh, challenge up to date so far. But definitely, hmm, yeah, offensively, I... I, I I like the fact that we're we're going to have the ability to challenge them in the ways they haven't been challenged because other teams have not had the weaponry that we're bringing to the table. Right. Think about it. They played Tampa Bay in the first game. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. They're either really hot, they're really cold. <laughs> true, true. After that, they played the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, seriously. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And no Big Ben. Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Los Angeles Rams, and they just recently played the Washington Redskins. And of all those teams, the Rams are the best out of the group that they faced, who was three, uh, three and two at the time. But after they lost to the 49ers, they became three and three. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you stated earlier, you can't help who you play. You're supposed to win these games, but at the same time. Right. You know, different teams going to bring different talent that's going to cause different situations. Right. So you want to dare Kyle out on the beach with his arm? Okay, we'll do that. Now, they do have Richard Sherman in their secondary. Still out there, a little bit older. Um, still a very good player. I don't think he's Legion of Boom caliber as he once was coming back from an Achilles, but he's still a very good, you know, still a very good player. And, um, yeah, man, I just definitely think that with uh, McCaffrey and Olsen, that's going to challenge their linebackers, uh, especially in the passing game. And I see that if there is a weakness on their defense. I would see it could uh, possibly be their safeties a little bit. Not that they're not talented, but with our playmaking ability of our wide receivers and the type of play design that North Turner does, there's going to be opportunity there, folks, for us to take advantage. Yeah, 49ers got a stingy defense, only giving up 10 points a game. But, again, based on who they faced, and, you know, I, I just I just feel like we're going to be the biggest test that they've had as well. So, yeah, we are uh, – yeah, we're we going to shock the world. There won't be a shock to hear us say the four-man rush. Right, right. But it's going to be a shock to everybody else. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. I tell you, man, it ain't nothing like being an underdog. And then you can, and then you turn on. <laughs> and then you get you hear these pundits on Monday talking about, wow, well, we were amazed or shocked or all these other other adjectives describing their non nonsensical idea of what the Carolina Panther football football team is like. It just blows my mind, man. It's, it's, it's Now, you know how they're going to play it off. It's gonna be, it ain't going to be what the Panthers did right to win. Oh, what did the 49ers do wrong to lose? You you know how that narrative go older as well. The only way they could have beat them is they, they must have messed up. They they took them lightly or they 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 came back from an East Coast game. They, you know, it'll be all kind of excuses why, you know, why they lost versus why we won the game. 
But go ahead, Tim. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. They'll they'll make up something. Um, unless we just beat the absolute brakes off of them, but they still find something on that too. It was a turf, you know. The the wind wasn't right, you know. It was it was it was warm in San Francisco that day. It was supposed to be cold there uh, or some BS. Um, but you know, fact of the matter is, folks, um, San Francisco hasn't been tested, and, and not not like we're going to test them, as, as Kevin mentioned. Um, I really I really expect DJ Moore to get off in this game. I really do. He's quietly leaving the receiver core with, with receiving yards, um, and him and Kyle have a good re- have a good rapport right now, and so does Curtis. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting. Now Rivera Rivera spoke very very highly of the San Francisco 49er um, secondary, so um, I'm eager to see what what it is that he sees. Um, but yeah, they're going to get tested, but. That, that that San Francisco 49er offensive line is really, really going to get tested. We we got we got a healthy we got a healthy stud field D line outside linebacker linebacker group as a whole coming up in that boy stop. Oof. Help him, Lord. Grappolo, ice up, son. Ice up. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and you're talking about DJ Moore. I'm, you know, I'm thinking this could be possibly Curtis Samuel bit breakout game. Word. Okay, you you okay, Richard Sherman, you want to cover Curtis Samuel on a nine route? Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yeah you, you better you, you, you better have safety help over the top now. You know, you played in that cover three. In uh, in Seattle, that cover three press. Mm-hmm. So you know, you always had Earl Thomas back there as as a safety net. Well, I mean, I, I'm not. I haven't had a chance to really dive deep into what the uh, type of scheme the 49ers run as far as coverages go. But but yeah, man, um, they run a base three four, right? Yeah, yeah they uh, they run a base three four. Uh, you know, they've uh, you know, of course, they got uh, was it Joey Bosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Ohio State, number two pick. Yep. Uh, they also got former number three pick Solomon Thomas. Yep. Uh, they got they added from the um, Chiefs D Ford. Uh, they also got um, Kawan Alexander from the forty nine. Um, joined the forty nine from Tampa. You know he was someone that was, you know, gave us little little, little moments when uh, when he played when we played against him the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So. You know, don't don't get it twisted, folks. The 49ers are definitely, you know, definitely talented. Yes. You know, I mean, they, their defense, I mean, you know, the gaudy numbers, they're first in the league in total net yards allowed 224 yards a game, second in total points allowed 10.7, fourth in te- total takeaways 13. Uh, I mean, they, 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 they put up some numbers against, let's just say, not as adequate teams as, as we are. So, uh, if you if we don't come with our best, then you know they they gone they had the ability to to expose us here. Mm-hmm. I, I see this as a more of a of a uh, closer game as far as uh, stronger defense. But I feel like after halftime, I think Advil North will uh will be them figure things out, and I, I just see us pulling away. In the, I see us pulling away in the second half. But yeah, man, this this is definitely gonna be a a great game. The thing that I've noticed about the 49ers when I've watched the film that I've had on them so far, Tim, these this talented defensive line in front they got, they're talented, but they play high. 
And what I mean is they, they leave their pads exposed. The, um, and if your lineman can come off with low pads and get good head placement and drive them feet, you can move these guys off the, off the ball. Mm. In the last two games, you know, uh, with the Rams and the Redskins, uh, they started off the game, you know, running the ball down this 49ers defense, this throat. Mm. But because they didn't have the type of quarterback play to take advantage of it, you know, they finally just loaded up the box, stopped that because I think they had Jared Goff to a career low 78 yards uh, against the Rams. And God, I don't even know who the quarterback is of the Redskins. Was it? Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't know that whoever was. I mean, the game was not nothing in the rain. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, you need to score a touchdown for us to know who you are. But yeah, so <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you let us start covering you up early and often. We, uh, oh, you know, man. we got some play action for you. So oh, there's man. definitely going to be opportunities there. But we, uh, the leave with a victory in San Francisco is definitely going to take nothing less than an A game, maybe an A minus, but it's definitely got to be a a A game performance on the field. So that's that's uh that's what I see. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is gonna be a big test for Kyle. Um, but I'm 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 completely comfortable with his poise. I'm not worried about that at all, man. He has some great ball placement um you know, the previous game um in London. The great ball placement, man. It, I mean the the kid the kid drove drove the team down ninety nine freaking yards for a touchdown, you know. I mean it's the kid the, he, he's unflappable. I I give it to him, man. He, he's he's unflappable, and, and whew, well if we can do that play action, y'all in trouble, y'all in trouble. But you know San Francisco is a, they are an opp- opportunistic defense. Um, they will they will get that they will try to turn that ball over, um, you know so. Yeah, it'd be interesting, and like you said, man, we we play we play our A game. We play our A game. I don't, I don't, I'm not scared of anybody. Real talk, especially all these injuries that keep that keep occurring. You know, knock on wood. Um, but you know, yeah, it's, there there is a lot of key injuries, especially in in the NFC that that has the door open for the Carolina Panthers. We stay healthy and we we stay together in this cohesive unit. I don't care who's playing quarterback. We 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 are a we are a problem, folks. We are a problem. I love it. I love it. And this scouting department deserves deserves some type of an of an award. I mean, Kyle Allen, really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, this scouting department is crazy. Bonifer, really? Where do you find these guys? And they and they just do their thing. I mean. The left, the our, our current left tackle. Really? How many teams pass up on that? He's a six rounder, right? Yeah, he's a six rounder out of out of South Carolina. I've even seen on Twitter some folks saying um, he should have been a third rounder. Yeah, he should have. But uh, but hey, yeah. Oh well, he should have. He should have. Oh, well. he's, he's holding it down, bro. I, I like this kid. He's holding it down. Yeah, definitely, Mr. Dennis Daly. Dennis you know, Daly. he was great at the. Uh, yeah, I said this on the last podcast. But yeah. yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he was great at the highest graded left tackle in his second start, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, at uh, eighty-seven point three. So, 
Yeah. But I like the fact that the young man was very humbled. He was thinking about the plays that he didn't make or messed up on versus the one that he did. So having that type of mind frame so young, so early, it's going to hold him on, going to take him a long way uh, in this league. And I hope primarily with the Carolina Panthers. So, yeah, it'd be nice. yeah, that's, uh, yeah, man, would be nice. Um, yeah, just a, a couple of the players that that I'm I'm worried about when it comes to San Francisco on, on offense is the um, um, Matt Breda. He's a he's he's their leading rusher right now, um, scratching a little over 400 yards. Um, if we can hold him and um, those other two running backs, because you got one with 73 attempts, obviously that's Breda. Um, you got another with 60 attempts as Coleman, Tevin Coleman, and then uh, Raheem Mostert. Mostert is 45 carries. You know, they'll they'll cycle those guys in and out, guys. You know they'll they're they're gonna they're gonna try to run the football. And of course, there's two things you can do to to neutralize um, an opponent's run game: put up points and um, stack those gaps, and, and uh, you know make them go on either either run on the outside or throw the football. But if, you know, if we can put up points, you know, and, and, and keep and keep their point total low. Obviously, they're gonna become one dimensional. And um, yeah, you go ahead and say your prayers. You be, you you become a, a pass only offense against this defense. Oh Lord, have mercy! It's gonna be Krispy Kreme for everybody. <laughs> oh yes, Victory Monday, Krispy mm. Kreme style. <laughs> Oh man, <sighs> ain't nothing like a bye week, man. Ain't nothing like a bye week, man. So I'm assuming that I wonder if they use the the uh, the dome facility today for practice. Um, I'm not sure about that. Uh, wasn't no mention of it, uh, but yeah, you know, dome outside. We uh we gonna be ready. We got we got options when it comes to that now. So yeah, wh- wherever they practice at. Uh, yeah, so the game plan will be put in tomorrow. Um, they'll be working on it. If I'm not mistaken, the team is flying out Friday night. Uh, so that'll get them a chance to get uh, get used to the uh, West Coast time. So mm. I definitely think that that uh, you're going to be ready. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking forward to Rivera on this Increased his four-game winning streak after the bye to five. You know, just uh, us against the world uh, mentality, and I, uh, yeah, and I just, I just like the, I just like the composure of, of Kyle Allen. I mean, he, yeah, I love he you. talks with such, he's humble, but he, he's got humble confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's not looking, he's not giving off as if he's shook. He, he recognizes the dangers, but. You know he's approaching it with a sense of confidence, and I I think a lot of that has to go to the coaching staff. I mean, when you got Norv and Scott Turner in your ear, you you got no choice but to feel confident. <laughs> you know, we're talking about one of the original OGs uh, of the NFL and and his son, the protege, and uh, yeah. So yeah, they, I think that's a lot of the reason for the uh, confidence that uh, Kyle Allen definitely has, and you know, obviously. He, uh, you know, got a chip on his shoulder as well because of uh, what it took for him to get here. So I, uh, I look forward to that. And, uh, I look forward to uh, Shaq Thompson playing 
an all-out game for those that may not have known. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lost his mother shortly after the uh, game in London, found out literally like a couple hours after the game was over. Yeah, uh, He was in California since the team got back from London. Yeah. And I think he just got back into Charlotte today yeah. to be ready for practice tomorrow yeah, and to have to go back to California. So uh, mm. it wouldn't surprise me if Shaq Thompson doesn't have a career day playing on um, uh, this coming week. When I say career day, I'm thinking 12 to 15 tackles. He's going to be everywhere. A couple of sacks. Maybe even pick one off. I, I just think we're going to see a uh, – yeah, we're going to see – um. I think we're going to see a very inspiring performance by uh, by Shaq Thompson. I'm definitely sure he's going to dedicate not only his career, yeah, you know, this play not only out there, but for the rest of the season and probably the rest of his career to his mom. He was very tight with his mom, and uh, yeah, man, I definitely uh, definitely think we're going to see one of his best games when he uh, when he steps out on the foot field for the defense. So yeah, they got three running backs, but. Uh, yeah, we got to answer all three of them, too. We sure do. <laughs> They're about to figure out what a Pro Bowl line bo- linebacker core looks like, man. <laughs> Real quick and like. Man, dude, this, this, this is going to be it's gonna be interesting. And, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm the type of guy that, you know, I've always been an underdog somewhat, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm just different, you know, and, and, and that underdog mentality, man, that, I, I I love I love that you know it's, it's just some it's just another it's a different type of hunger you got man just you know it, just prove people wrong man it just it just it just man it, I don't know I don't know I don't know success is sweet man but proving people wrong is even you know it's that's just icing on the cake man and uh, we're gonna prove a lot of people wrong prove a lot of people wrong so um and of course. You know, our special teams have been playing lights out um, outside of McLeod, but we don't have to worry about that problem anymore, now do we? Um, so, you know, that, I think that's really going to come into play too. Um, Slide needs, a, need, needs to uh, do some do somewhat of a uh, makeup for his transgressions over the last couple of games. Um, so that, that'll be nice to see. But our punter, I'm going to give him a shout-out, man. Good Lord of mercy. Our, our punter is... Shoo! Lights out, man. We're good. He, he might have another um, Pro Bowl season here, man. That'll be Mr. Michael Prelardi. Man, that dude be doing it. Be doing it. I love it, man. All phases click together. We're going to be just fine, folks. We're going to be just fine. All right, so anything else you want to cover, Mr. Mr. Avery, since we're on a slim, slim schedule today? <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to make it known that uh, I miss my partners in here. You know, they had other obligations mm-hmm. um, of Dealing with, you know, we all have full-time jobs here and and uh, multiple, you know, other obligations that uh, that takes precedence. So, uh, Will, Larry, Monty, uh, miss you fellas, but you no, know, me and Tim, we, we holding it down with this cover zero tonight. So, uh, definitely, uh, you know, wish y'all well on the things that y'all take care of and. Uh, looking forward to uh, chopping up with you guys again for the next episode when we're hopefully talking about how we're now five and two and how we took down the undefeated, well, once undefeated San Francisco 49ers. So I uh, definitely look forward to Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I definitely uh, definitely look forward to that. 
And outside, just again, just want to make sure I think, want to make sure we don't take it for granted. We want to thank each and every one of you guys that take time to listen to our podcast. We want to thank you for following us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, you know, on all of our platforms. You know, every like, every comment, even if we don't see eye to eye or have a difference of opinion, we appreciate that you taking the time to, you know, share your energy and your time with us when you could be other places. So just want to let, let everybody know that we, we thank you here at the Foreman Rush and we don't take you for granted. And we definitely want to be, our goal is to be your number one source for detailed Carolina Panther content. So uh, that pretty much says it all for me. Right on, man. That's a great way to wrap it up. <laughs> um, and you know, soon, soon as we get the crew back together, we're going to act a fool on here. <laughs> and sooner than later, we're going to have, we're going to start videoing, video, I should say, video re- recording, obviously, our, uh, our our podcast live. So another avenue of content to give you guys so you guys can, you know, in, in, enjoy enjoy the conversation a, a, a little more in depth. Um, and had the ability to call in during this podcast episodes as well, so we're yes. we're working on that as well. So yeah, we uh we definitely want our fans to interact with us on all on all levels. Right, right. Yeah, man, that's how it goes. Because without you guys, well, we'll just be a couple of dudes talking talking about football on the microphone. <laughs> so again, thank you for that. Um, check out the website www.thefourmanrush.com um, If you have any questions or concerns, of course, you can email us um, at the uh, thefourmanrush at gmail.com Thanks again, guys. Um, big shout out to um, Monty and Will and and Larry and uh, Jadarius and Vince and Canardo and <laughs> well, when they call my man, the fullback <laughs> Yeah Norris. Yeah, my man Norris. <laughs> now you, AKA John B, aka Mike Allstott. Mike Allstott. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't know. Yeah, we got we got nicknames for each other on the chat, man. We, we, we be acting fool on that. But anyway. Um, thanks you so much for checking out the four man rush. Whether you're listening to it to this podcast in the morning, in the afternoon, or the evening. We hope you're having a wonderful day. We hope you're taking care of yourself. And please continue to follow the four-man rush and get the word out. Let let your let your fellow Panther fans know that there's finally a media source that keeps it real and educates our listeners on the game of football in itself with the Carolina Panthers in mind. So um, you guys have a great day. And as always, keep pounding. She love it, we out in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill the covers and do we come The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you.